and welcome to apartment 29a i'm shosh and i'm megan and we're two best friends who have a lot to say this week we are drinking spiced pumpkin chai tea by Wittard. it's the number 584 while we talk about the podcast a court of fairies and fangirls a sari j moss fan cast we're going to talk about the book romantic comedy by curtis sittenfeld And then we're going to talk about things we can't stop thinking about this week, which have been holiday decorations and Flamey Grant. So Shosh, what do we think of this uh, spiced pumpkin chai number 584 tea? Well, currently I'm not a huge fan because it tried to kill me. (laughs) I somehow managed to inhale this rather than drinking it. And it's really playing a number on my throat at the moment. So I'm I'm trying to stop coughing, basically. But once I look past that, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's a little too mild for me. I don't really get a super good chai bold flavor or a good pumpkin sort of flavor from it. It's just kind of mild across the board. So, I mean, not, you know, like gross or anything, but just boring. I was all excited about it because the box is all Halloween themed. And for some reason, I was feeling like we should do something spooky today. But... (laughs) Right now, I think the box is more exciting than the tea. So not my favorite. I've put the tea back in um, to see if that makes a difference. It is a loose leaf tea. So I also don't know if maybe we're going to get slightly different experiences just based on how many chunks of the like pumpkin and such, you know, go in with the black tea. But not really sure how that will affect it. How are you feeling about the tea? Yeah, I feel similarly. It's not, it's definitely drinkable. So I'm not upset about it in that sense. But it is a very, it's the difference between a mild pumpkin pie and an actually well-spiced pumpkin pie. And as I grew up in a household where my mom would be like, oh, it calls for that much cinnamon. Should I double it or not? I don't know. It's definitely (laughs) double or more. So it just tastes like a... Like the type of pie, pumpkin pie you would find at like an old folks home. <laughs> I feel bad laughing about that, but that's probably accurate. Yeah, which I, you know, which is wild because as you get older, your taste buds don't are not as strong. So you'd think they'd actually need stronger flavors, but sometimes that's just not what happens. Yeah, it's kind of backwards like that. Yeah. But drinkable. I'm not I'm, like I'm not throwing it away. Right. It's not like I said. It's not gross or anything. It's just mediocre. It's just yep. boring, kind of. Yeah. Not Woodard's best. No, unfortunately. Except for the packaging. <laughs> oh, right. It's a lot more fun than the tea. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about this podcast? Yeah. How did you find it? I just went looking for podcasts because we needed one to talk about and I didn't have something in mind. So I actually just searched for Sarah J Moss podcasts because <laughs> I was like, let's just see if I can find one. And I came across this one and then just started looking through the episodes. And at first I was going to discount it, not because I thought it was going to be bad, but because they're going through all the different chapters in the books. And I'm like, okay, well, if we're not actually actively reading it, it's you know what I mean? That's not really gonna be great for us or as like a snapshot. But then they had some mini episodes. 
And this one that I picked happened to be a this or that. And so I was like, well, that's fun. We can do a, a this or that. And it wasn't a very long episode, which made it really easy to listen to. So I was like, let's just check this out and see what it's about. So I, that's how I came across it. And I think it was a pretty good choice for just randomly finding it for mm-hmm. something to listen to today. What yeah, did you I think? Agree. It was super fun. I think if you do not know her Sarah J Moss's most recent books the Crescent City this episode is going to make zero sense to you so definitely if you're not a fan this is not going to be how you enter the world but in all honesty they were doing the this or that and at first I was like oh maybe I should write these down and we should do them too and then I was some of them I was like man it's been a while since I've read this book I don't feel like I'm I'm fully qualified to make a decision like I still feel like I could make a decision but it wouldn't be my best decision if that makes sense because I was like I feel like I'm missing out on a lot and then I was thinking thank goodness we just started a reread before the next Crescent City book comes out because I'm gonna need that come that third book yes yeah for sure but it was super fun because I we have read the books even if we didn't remember all of the details they bring out some of the details and they're like this or that like they're questions that anyone can answer once you understand the context so for instance one of the questions was like would you rather know that your loved one is essentially like in hell or know that your loved one is somewhere that you that's somewhere unknown so it could be a good world or it could be a bad world it's like which one is better the knowledge of like definitely knowing things are bad or like the totally unknown and you don't need to have read anything to be able to answer that question like you can put yourself in that position and be like would I rather know that my loved one is suffering or know that there's possibility that my loved one is suffering but there's also the possibility that they're okay yeah and they went down the road that it's better to know that they're being tortured but also know that how to basically get them back because you know where they are rather yeah. than not knowing at all but I was the opposite I was like it would be better I mean it would be hard either way but it would be oh, yeah. better to not know because you have the hope that they're not being tortured and that it's not really bad yeah for sure so I was, I was like I I'd was like- rather I'd rather go that way. I'm dooming my loved one to hell just so that I can like know what's going on. (laughs) Right. Just so I can know where they are being like tortured. I was like much better to not know and to at least have the like chance that even if, you know, my loved one is missing me, they're missing me in a place of rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) Right. Because how would you know? Exactly. It's better that way. There's that chance. Yes. And you can still search for them. It's not like the search ends. And we happen to know from the spoiler at the end of book two that you would much rather be in that situation in this book also. Yes. So we picked right both theoretically and for this book. Yes. Just saying. Very true. Yeah. And then at the very end of this episode, after the this or that, they did a piece about a theory and I was telling Shosh earlier. So this theory was long and complicated, but well-researched. But because I was listening to the podcast on like two times speed, 
I felt like it was really overwhelming and like I was like okay slow down woman I can't follow your trail that quickly (laughs) but I think that had more to do with my listening to it on two times speed and less to do with what was actually being said (laughs) yeah well she did throw a lot of information out there and I forgot to write it down, but she said where the theory came from. It was like Emily somebody. And they were like, Emily, whoever has done it again. And I was like, I need to look up this person to see, you know, who this person is with all these theories. But I liked the theory. I thought it was really interesting. And now I'll be interested to know if it comes true. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not, because I don't know if people are up to date on the books. I mean, it is just a theory anyway. So I guess it's not really spoiling something because we don't know right. if there's something to spoil. Yep. No, I mean, I don't know if the theory is going to make any sense, but essentially, like, in the in the world, people can have two forms, like your human form and your, like, animal I form. beast form, but I was like, I don't I know. know about that. I know, I was like, I was like we just call it animal. <laughs> I know, I was like, that doesn't sound very nice. Like, well, imagine them, like, hulking are, out or something. Right, because some of them are, like, otters. I was like, but that's not a beast per se. So I'm I'm choosing animal form. And one of the theories is that one of the main characters is a unicorn animal, which is fun. I guess well, it's, it's unicorn. unicorn. Which is fun. I was like, that would be fun. She has like essentially a My Little Pony called like Jelly Jubilee or something like that. And apparently, which I didn't really realize, but apparently that is a Pegasus unicorn. So that was one of the many potential uh, like little hints along the way. But I was like, well, that would be fun. That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, how will that work? We'll see. Sarah J. Well, Moss never matter. lets us down. I mean, it doesn't matter. It'll be great however she does it, if she does it. But right. I was still just wondering, though. I was kind of like, hmm, how will this work? This will be fun. Yeah. I figure as long as she can fly, it's awesome. And I'm jealous. Well, and her, like, boyfriend forever person has wings. So, I mean, it feels like it that would work Beneficial. out. Beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. I want wings. <laughs> or just the ability to, like, twinkle my nose and be somewhere. That would be good. Or we could have, like, Star Trek, like, tractor beam things you know and you could just like beam yourself somewhere i'd be okay with that too yep. me too shosh and i talked about the tunnel between our two houses the other day it's just so hard to build we're working on it <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'll be there still in like 20 hours <laughs> <laughs> i know oh man it'll be a magic tunnel and so it'll just magically transport you from one end to the other that would be amazing that would be much better so if sarah j moss can build that into the world that would be great and then make it a reality somehow (laughs) (laughs) oh man anyways i enjoyed the podcast i started laughing actually at the beginning when they introduced themselves because i actually thought her name is sarah but i'm thought she said her name was Feyre and I was like what are you kidding me is this a joke and then I was like oh no I just I just misheard she's not actually (laughs) named after the main character of one of the book series um but so it it wasn't like the most amazing podcast we've ever listened to but I enjoyed it 
And if I was reading one of the other books, I would probably check out one of their regular episodes just to see. But otherwise, I don't think it's something I would listen to all the time because, I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense unless you're wanting a deep dive into everything as you're reading through the story. I don't know if you had any different thoughts on that. No, I agree. I don't, I won't be adding this to my like every day, but if it comes up and like another mini episode comes up or something, I might listen. Awesome. Okay. Do you want to tell us about romantic comedy? I do. So romantic comedy is a novel by Curtis Sittenfeld. The Goodreads description. Sometimes they're a little uh, um, verbose. So here we go. A comedy writer thinks she's sworn off love until a dreamily handsome pop star flips the script on all her assumptions. Romantic comedy is a hilarious, observant, and deeply tender novel from the New York Times bestselling author Curtis Sittenfeld. Sally Miltz is a sketch writer for the Night Owls, the late night live comedy show that airs each Saturday. With a couple of heartbreaks under her belt, she's long abandoned the search for love, settling instead for the occasional hookup, career success, and a close relationship with her stepfather to round out a satisfying life. But when Sally's friend and fellow writer, Danny Horst, begins dating Annabelle, a glamorous actor who guest hosted the show, he joins the not-so-exclusive group of talented but average-looking and even dorky men at the show and in society at large, who've gotten romantically involved with an incredibly beautiful and accomplished woman. Sally channels her annoyance into a sketch called the Danny Horst Rule, poking fun at this phenomenon while underscoring how unlikely it is that the reverse would ever happen for a woman. Enter Noah Brewster, a pop music sensation with a reputation for dating models who signed on as both host and musical guest for this week's show. Dazzled by his charms, Sally hits it off with Noah instantly, and as they collaborate on one sketch after another, she begins to wonder whether there might actually be sparks flying. But this isn't a romantic comedy, it's real life. And in real life, someone like him would never date someone like her, right? With her keen observations and trademark ability to bring complex women to life on the page, Sittenfeld explores the neurosis-inducing and heart-fluttering wonder of love while slyly dissecting the social rituals of romance and gender relations in the modern age. As I said, verbose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this book was really cute. I... I really enjoyed it i don't have anything i think like amazing or bad to say about it i i just enjoyed it and i just read it and it got through it really easily but again there wasn't anything so awesome about it that i like have to scream <laughs> scream and shout about it but there also wasn't anything bad that i would really complain about well except for that i listened to it on audio and the audiobook was ridiculous it essentially had three chapters for the entire book and I don't know why it was messed up. I was like, I don't understand. This does not make any sense. But other than that, which is not actually a real complaint, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. 
I enjoyed it. It was kind of fun because essentially they work for like SNL. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know how much of the stuff they talk about, sort of the behind the scenes of their stuff is accurate for SNL, but it was kind of interesting to get that sort of look at it and to think about it. It was also set when like COVID times. So that was an interesting sort of look at, you know, kind of like commentary on sort of real life and what people were going through. And so that was relatable and interesting and yeah so I don't know I I enjoyed it what did you think yeah I thought very similar things uh I do know so the author said at the end that she read probably seven different biographies of SNL writers so I my guess is it's as accurate as one can be without having been on the show without actually having that lived experience so I thought the book was really cute um yeah there's definitely (laughs) Shoshan I have recently experienced that if you do not have the audiobook made by the same publisher or even just from the same type of audio app trying to figure out where you are in comparison to one another is not always really easy because mine didn't have only three chapters mine had like I don't know not that many but let's just say 20 so I'm like trying to figure out where Shosh and at some point I was like I kind of give up I'm just gonna read like a portion and Shosh has read a portion and when she finishes I'll finish and we'll say we're gonna call it because I was just like I can't I have no clue it can be super difficult and this is not a thing that you would think would be difficult and this is not the first time it's happened I mean this one was particularly bad because literally my book was in thirds essentially but they often do not match up and it does not make any sense so or one of us will have titles and one will have numbers or I mean it's it's weird and sometimes it's easier to figure out than others, but I'm constantly like sending pictures or times or, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. And you would think it would all be the same, especially because it should be modeled after the real book, like the written right. book. So I'm not sure how the written book looks in this case, but I would imagine it's not three chapters. Right. Yeah. I, so. yeah, it was very strange. So I, I'm sure I was close. I'm just not sure I was ever in the exact same spot that she was in until the end. And then I knew. (laughs) Right. And then we were in the same place. (laughs) And it all worked out. It did. But, I mean, this book was sweet. It was, like, all the feelings felt earned on both sides. Everything... Like, because a lot of it was in romantic comedy style, something if you just talk to each other, you could work it out. But they did that, and they did it pretty quickly. Uh, And so, like, the true, like, tension of the book wasn't like, oh, my God, are they going to talk to each other or not? But it was, like, hearing both of them figure out how they're going to broach this conversation because they know it's important and how do we how do you have those conversations particularly like the romantic conversations of how do we bring our lives together when one life is on the east coast and one life is on the west coast and you know there are lots of relationships out there where we have to have those conversations um and the kind of feeling of landmines or you're like well but I really like maybe I make a little bit more money so maybe I need to be here like and what does that mean? And navigating, navigating that on top of this 
gendered beauties, different standards that is throughout the book, uh, which is also, well, I think handled really well. Yeah, I agree. It was nice because in a lot of ways, it was conversations that would be had in real life and feelings that would be had in real life. And yeah, it felt, I don't know, authentic, I guess, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. And yeah, I really enjoyed how they handled it. I really liked the banter back and forth between the main characters throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And this is one of those books where the, so lots of times in romantic comedies, the feminist in me is really happy because the girl looks really got really good and the guy looks kind of dumb. Just going to be honest with you. But this isn't one of those books. Like there's a couple of times where I was like, oh, honey, that is not a good look. Like he's looking really good right now. <laughs> because he was just the more mature one <laughs> for sure they both had their moments but I agree I agree <laughs> for her I was kind of mm, yeah there were a few times where I was like come on girl lady right <laughs> get it together yeah but you can't understand based on the story where some of it comes from but still I was like come on <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I was like, yeah, he's making assumptions, but his assumptions are much nicer than yours. Right. <laughs> and they got there in the end, though. Oh, yes. We did get our happy ending. It is a romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, so, Shosh, you want to talk? Uh, tell us why you're interested in holiday decorations? Yes, I'm all about holiday decorations right now, because usually I don't actually decorate that much. I used to a long time ago. When we were living together, we used to do, not I don't know if we did every holiday, but we decorated quite a bit and did a lot of fun stuff and I really enjoyed it. But then after we parted ways, I kind of just st- stopped, especially because it's just Amir and I a lot of times. And, you know, when we were in college, a lot of times we were having people over and we were doing it as like fun things with friends. And, you know, so I kind of stopped putting so much into it. And now, though, that I have Ronan, I want to start decorating because I want him to know. I want to mark the holidays. I want it to be fun for him. So I want more than, you know, what I've been doing, which was essentially nothing. Every once in a while, maybe one baby thing, but basically nothing. So it's fun, but I'm also finding it kind of expensive when you don't have stuff and all of a sudden you're like looking for things. So... I don't know, mostly I'm enjoying it, but I definitely want more than what I've let myself have so far, because like I said, it's quite expensive when you're not just buying one thing. I think, you know, a few years from now, if I buy like a little bit every year, you'll end up with a collection and it'll be fine because you'll only buy like one or two things a year, or at some point, maybe you won't really buy anything for a year because you'll have enough, but I'm finding it really fun. And so I have a few decorations up right now for Rosh Hashanah and I got some apples that are painted golden with our names in them off of Etsy which are really fun and a little banner so I have those right now because it's about to be Rosh Hashanah and I'm working on getting Halloween decorations today which is why this tea (laughs) apparently Ronan is excited for the decorations also um which is why I was excited about this tea because I've been looking at all these Halloween decorations and trying to get stuff together and so I was like "Ooh, spooky tea but so it's really fun I'm actually kind of enjoying it so we'll see but it's my my new endeavor to decorate and make holidays fun so that we can mark them and enjoy them and you get to have like 
all the holidays or at least twice as many holidays <laughs> and multiple That's levels because you i'll help you like with all the christian holidays you've got all the jewish holidays i'll help you with all the american holidays not that you need help because you know all of them but anyway and you have all the british holidays it's true we're like double double duty over here yeah all the british and american yep so got the best of everything basically so we're probably always gonna have some kind of holiday although it kind of stinks too because I like to do crafty things and I keep seeing things and I'm like, oh, I could like make a table runner or, oh, I could do this thing. And then I'm like, I don't have time for that. I could barely order the stuff off of line, you know, like that's about all I've got right now is purchasing power. It's good for like 2027. (laughs) But you know who you should talk to? Your mom. Your mom. (laughs) Your mom, though. (laughs) yeah but my mom it'll be good for 2025 (laughs) your mom works at the goodwill though right Mm -hmm. that's where so many good decorations are from that's true i thought you were thinking along the lines of crafty stuff well i am but i'm thinking about along the lines of crafty stuff that's already made (laughs) my mom used to make me the best costumes growing up oh yeah the best I mean, I don't remember well, once I got a bit a older. Well, Ronan does already have a costume for this year. <laughs> for sure. I don't know if it fits, but he it had a costume better fit. before he was born. It better fit. <laughs> he just I need to, to be wearing the correct size clothing at that time. <laughs> I, I pulled it out not that long ago and didn't put him in it, but I like, you know, put it next to him to make sure that he wasn't out you know gonna outgrow it but i need to do that again because obviously he just seems to grow all the time but at the time it still seemed like it was gonna be big so i was like ah this might work perfectly so i'm hoping i'm hoping so we'll have our little astronaut for for halloween and it'll (laughs) be amazing people buy their friends like you know helpful things that their kids can wear clothes baby stuff this auntie was like here's his first costume (laughs) he needs it in nine months it's fine (laughs) yeah but it was amazing and it's I can't wait to put him in it and I've been hoping that it would be perfect for Halloween at least October it has to at least be October doesn't necessarily have to make it all the way to Halloween but and I was instantly like oh we can do this family style I have a NASA hoodie and Amir has a NASA t-shirt so I'm like we're all about this yes our little astronaut you're gonna be the cutest little astronaut to ever exist yes not that it matters but i bought it before we knew your sex (laughs) (laughs) you're right it does not matter you could have been an astronaut no matter no matter what yeah right even if you were a girl yeah for sure for sure all right do you want to tell us about your cool my experience yeah i was like i don't really know how 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 to say it without just giving away your stuff no you're good so um about three weeks ago to tell the full story about three weeks ago uh one of my friends his name is matthew is moving uh he and his husband moving from san diego uh out to north carolina 
And that day they were like, hey, I just did an interview with KPBS um, because they are a drag queen. And they had at that time, and maybe even still at this time, I haven't checked, but they had a song on the um, top Billboard, top 10 Christian albums on the Billboard. Um, I don't know what you call that. List, I guess you would just call it. And that happened because... Flamey Grant is the drag queen's name. And when he's, when they are performing, they were asked to uh, give a uh, give a sermon at a church. And one of the like rehearsals got aired, I think on TikTok, but social media. And it got a lot of press, a lot of responses. People were like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen. Thank you so much. This is beautiful. All of that. But of course there was the backlash and there was some sermon, no, excuse me, some pastor conservative. I don't remember his name and I don't really care to say it because why do I need to promote the negativity? Um, But he was like, he made a comment of like, well, you know, this doesn't really matter. No one's really listening to you. No one knows your music. And Flamey Grant was like, oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> and put the challenge out there and was like, you know, here's this mean person saying, nobody knows my music. Can we change that? And within, I think, a week, they Flamey Grant's album, which was over a year old at that point, was on the Christian Billboard top 10. So yeah, don't, um, don't challenge the LGBTQ community because they know how to rally. Uh, And so that was three weeks ago. Uh, And then this morning uh, I was listening to my podcasts and I always start, well, I recently started now KBBS San Diego News Now. It's their San Diego local podcast. I start, I start with that and then I go into the NPR and then daily and crooked media, et cetera. And I'm listening to my podcast and all of a sudden Flamey Grant is on. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I texted Flamey. was like, you're at KBBS San Diego News now from North Carolina. How are you doing? <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's on today. I was like, yeah, it's aired today. So it was just super fun. And it's a super fun story of, you know, goodness winning, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's always really fun when something like that happens. Like you're listening just to something normal and you're like, wait, I know this person or I know this thing or I was there or whatever it is. So that's always really fun. And then, like you said, that's a really good story. I love that. You're like in your face, stupid people. That's right. So that's awesome. That's really, really fun. Yeah. And if you ever want to see Flamey Grant, just look up Flamey Grant. Uh, and if you don't catch the reference, it is a nod to the Christian musician, Amy Grant, <laughs> who was big in the 80s. So my childhood. Uh, and yeah, uh, they, she's going on tour, I assume on the East Coast, but I know she's doing it. She will probably come back for a West Coast tour eventually. Uh, my husband's actually going to do tour with her for a little while to do some recording and potentially make a uh, documentary. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. 
which hopefully that's not hidden secretive news. I guess if it is, I just won't air that part. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you <laughs> spilling the beans early. Right. But congratulations to Flamey Grant and def- definitely listen to uh, KPBS San Diego News now when you get a chance. Oh, and today is uh, Wednesday, September 13th, if you want to find the particular episode. <laughs> All right. Well, we should let everyone go. Have a great week. Please reach us if you have any questions, comments, ideas. You can find us on Instagram at apartment29a, spelled all the way out, or you can email us at apt29a at gmail.com. Bye, everyone. Bye.